0: Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay.
1: Hey, guys. We (laughs) have a special episode for you today. After two and a half years of doing this, we don't have many firsts for you, but today was a first.
0: Oh, yeah. The first of hopefully many, or at least a couple. Hopefully,
1: yeah. Yeah. Our first Uh, live episode.
0: Yeah. It was really cool. We were invited by our... Host server, Simplecast. I still don't know the terms for the things that we use, but uh, we were invited by Simplecast to do a live show for On Air Fest, which is a podcast festival. Cannot believe
1: that we... And what that means, we couldn't tell you. We could
0: not tell you. It was at the Wythe Hotel in Williamsburg. So my perception was like, oh, it's like this super local niche event. It'll be just like podcast industry people oh my God, there were so many people there. I was like, who are y'all? What are y'all doing here?
1: The whole time we kept being to each other like, who are these motherfuckers? Yes, like, Who no, goes truly, to a podcast?
0: Literally. I was like, what freaks go-? Just kidding. No. <laughs> no, kind of though, low key. <laughs> and then we made the little post to share because, you know, I think a lot of our listeners are not in New York city. And they, if they are, they all have like jobs that are happening in the daytime. So they can't just fuck off for an afternoon to come to some podcast festival right. in Williamsburg. But I was like sharing the link. And then it's like, I was like, get your tickets. And the tickets were like $187. And I was like, uh, I can in good faith tell people to get your tickets.
1: Right, exactly. Eek. But if
0: that was for like the whole weekend, it was like a three-day event.
1: Well, it turns out yeah. the whole thing was sold the fuck out. So Yeah, that's insane, insane to me. Vibes. Well, it was funny because we got the invite, like, I wouldn't say last minute, but we didn't have a yes, ton of time to plan. Less than
0: a month in advance.
1: Totally. And, yeah. you know, wh- whatever decisions we have to make about this show, from the smallest to the biggest, we always talk about it even yeah. if it's just like a text message this one was like an opener it was just sort of like we're doing this right yeah okay there is as you'll hear i don't know how we should set this up but there was a, a sort of like a live smell element that i'll be honest i was very not about I because uh, <laughs> i'm a control freak and i like thought it was gonna like break focus or like the, i don't know But I realized the value of having a live audience and having live smells. So I I was like, okay, if we can make this work, I'm cool with it. And we did. And the producers of this event were so lovely and helpful. And Sable was very patient with my mania surrounding all of it. (laughs) But I mean, it it was great.
0: It's kind of nuts, too, to have like a team, like a production team assisting you, even if it's just one or two people. And then I'm like, oh, this is how like real podcasts happen. There are mm-hmm. producers who like solve problems for you. Like what? Well, it was That's- funny
1: because when when we were communicating with, with their producers and everything pre, you know, leading up to the show, they kept being like, yeah, so your team will and like your team. And I'm like, I didn't want to be like, to be clear. This is the team. team. Yeah, we're but- speaking
0: to the whole team here. Which is also <laughs> interesting because like I think a lot of the people who go to the went to the festival that I seem to have gleaned is like people who are podcasters. So they're not necessarily there for like, oh, I'm really interested in the scent podcast They're interested in podcasting, like in general. And mm-hmm. they're all like, how do you grow your audience? How do you like measure metrics? How do, where do your listeners come? And I'm like, what we don't know. I mean, we
1: <laughs> we know a lot of that, but I will say, and I think I what don't. you're saying <laughs> is that well, you we look at the same metrics. No, but our metrics are actually very opaque. We know what we need to know. I think yeah yeah good.
0: we know like I don't think any more information honestly would serve us. So that's why I'm like we don't need to upgrade our membership. Also, we, we spoke to the people at Simulcast and we're like, do you think we need? And they're like, no, you don't need to do this. They're like,
1: great. And if we don't know, all of your loud asses are in our DMs telling us anyway. So yeah. But I will say that I think we were the only podcast, or one of the only podcasts, certainly the only podcast of the people that I talk to who we do other things, you know? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed very much, and I'm, and I'm sure they do too, but it seemed like their podcasts were like their main gig That's which i mean shout out to them great but I know. it was just like i like doing this and i like having the freedom to do other things and this is yeah. one of the other things mm-hmm. and um yeah i i think there's a dinner after the whole day and and we got a couple of questions and i was like oh you think this is it for us like which, which which would be sick if this was it for us but it's just not no it's that was not. never the plan you know No. which is fine yeah.
0: I know Um, I was really wondering I'm like who is attending this and like what other podcasts are they getting to like speak on panels and shit and like I don't know who anybody is in general I never know mm -hmm. who people are but everyone's like oh that's so and so from this and that's so and so from this and I'm like how do you fucking recognize these people but apparently like big podcast creators are like they become like little niche celebrities in their own right it's crazy right.
1: Right. Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, can I get someone to pay for my Uber there, please? I know. I was um, just like,
0: who here is hot? <laughs> there, were, there were actually a handful of hotties there. but like, there no, working um, no working
1: <laughs> elevators. No working <laughs> elevators. <laughs> so like looking back i don't know if you feel the same way Sable. i hope you do but like you know i'm very hard on myself and like mm-hmm. a, a perfectionist and a control freak but i the minute that ended i was like i don't think that could have gone any better like i think it was a really accurate representation of the show in what we do in our relationship i was just like walked away really happy with
0: it yeah there were some like logistic <laughs> you don't agree issues. you definitely well, don't there agree there were some because we like changed it up last minute with like this oh there yeah there were like a little bit of logistic issues of like when that was handed out but like just because we never discussed it but I don't think it went poorly. Like, I think it went really great. And I think everyone is really pleased.
1: You know what, though? I I see that. But I am happy that they just started passing out. And I'm also happy that the people got them, smelled them, had a reaction, but may not have known what it was. Yes, I think if we teed it up too hard to be like, so set number one, yeah, yeah it, you know, yeah, it yeah, might have yeah. like no, taken sure. sort of the fun out of it, but we were like keeking, and then I was seeing the people in the audience sort of like, whoa, yeah, so
0: no, yeah, I like there was a
1: lot. You'll hear it in the episode, but it was sent, essentially was set up to have three sections, and we it was sort of two with like a bonus round of Q and A at the very end, which I was fine with. It felt very natural, but mm-hmm. yeah, we just sort of set it up and talked through the show and talk through our relationship and and did what we did. and then we had a live sentence session that if you want to talk about that because I still don't know what happened.
0: Do you mean the the panel?
1: No, 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 no. Just the the live smell of it all.
0: Oh, no, that was really clever. I mean, we, well, we wanted to incorporate the sense we were talking about because it's like having a scent podcast. Obviously, you can't smell the things we're talking about. So once you have like people in a room, it's like, oh, we can we can get people engaged with this this way, which is great. And in prepping for this segment, Hmm. we were in the green room. And we we got it like a bunch of blotters and like I put them in little Ziploc bags and then like doused the scents in each Ziploc bag. And oh my fucking God, the whole corridor reeked of Abercrombie Fierce for hours afterwards.
1: (laughs) This and in hindsight, like we were some bastards to do this. Yeah, it was it was. It was a pretty big room, but it was a a brick with no windows or ventilation. And what did we do? We sprayed a ton of Angel, warm vanilla sugar, and Fierce. I'm sorry, we should be deported. I know. Um,
0: But it's funny, everyone's like looking at us and like, what are you doing? Then they're like, oh, you're the scent podcast. Yeah. Like, what of it? Go away, leave me alone.
1: (laughs) But I think, you know, even the scent portion, as completely unpredictable as that was, went so well.
0: No, it went totally well. And I actually think it got people more engaged into the conversation.
1: So mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right after that, we were a part of a panel about mm-hmm. what was it called? Like podcasts that shouldn't work? No, <laughs> podcasts about things you can't yeah, hear like or some sensory
0: sensory based podcasts, like yes. podcasts that that incorporate incorporate sensory elements beyond hearing. Yeah.
1: So I thought there were gonna be more people on it also, but it was just the two it of us was just two of us. And, and Tamar, Tamar from The Lonely Palette. And she that has, has an, s-
0: an art history podcast, which is pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And her podcast, I guess, starts off with someone describing a painting without mm-hmm. the listeners seeing it. So, and she was... Fantastic on the mic, but I will say that like I was, I don't really get nervous or anything, but I had a healthy amount of nerves for our live show, and then having 15 minutes to run down, get to another part of the venue, get on stage for an audience that was at least three times bigger. Yeah, my nerves were kind of shot. So like we got yeah. out there, and I was, and I hadn't fucking eaten. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, these lights are so bright. It was good. I'm happy with that. <laughs> that there was that was. I, did we get that recording? I hope not. I don't want to. I hear don't know. No, 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 no.
0: I don't think they recorded that. Thank God. Thank okay, God. I was we like, like, oh, we you guys great. want serious serious like y'all want some serious advice here and we're just
1: too silly well serious (laughs) like podcasting advice like nuts and bolts podcasting advice and i I want to be like oh like that's not what we do here like yes
0: (laughs) we are an extremely diy operation we record in my living room
1: (laughs) exactly like we let it all come to us baby (laughs) yeah And And don't get me wrong, like this is a very hard time consuming project for us each week, but we love it and it's great. But it's like, we're not out here fucking like, we don't have strategy decks and agencies, nope. and you know, like we don't we, have a producer, and no,
0: editor. We edit right. ourselves, which is why yeah. it sounds crazy.
1: I would love a man. It sounds great. Um, <laughs> it does sound great. That's the that's our one saving grace. But like, we don't even have a manager because we cannot be managed.
0: We have nothing um, to manage yet. <laughs>
1: exactly, except ourselves, and we're not doing a good job of that. I know. Um, I know. Yes, yeah, it was. It was so much I, fun.
0: I had. Yeah. A lot, I had a lot more. I was pretty nervous for it beforehand just because it was totally new. We did, we hadn't nailed down the logistics. We were, like, were kind of like changing things up last minute, but it ended up being a lot of fun.
1: I wasn't nervous about... I was more nervous than I usually get, but I wasn't nervous about the you and I portion of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I knew was going to be That we can
0: always like Bring it with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, we could have done that for twice as long, but it was just yeah. like the nuts and bolts of the scent and whatever. And it, it, and it went fine. And there was one moment right when we sat down on the couch in front mm-hmm. of the audience where I grabbed them. I looked over at you and was like, Oh, shit. Uh, but like, it, we, we just like started talking. I think I like cracked a stupid joke and like realized the audience was warm. And I was like, okay, we got this. It's fine. So yeah, it was, it was, I'm really happy. Uh,
0: yeah, it was really fun. And we, and, and we, yeah. And they recorded it. So now we get to play it for you.
1: Yeah. I, I go back and forth with live podcasts, but I enjoy them more than I don't. And when my favorite podcasts have live shows, I love them. So I hope that you guys will love this.
0: Yeah. It's like kind of an, it's a bit of like an introductory episode for the non-initiated. Yeah, totally, totally. So. Right if you're new to the podcast great Mm -hmm. and if you're not here's a little walk down memory lane
1: wait have you heard the playback yet no okay now have i so (laughs) we don't know what you're about to hear we are gonna edit it but i'm but i uh well Well. enjoy sable young Tynan and sinks did i say it right thank you guys so excited
0: Thank you so much. You do smell really nice, actually. Thanks for being here, everyone. You bought day passes, so you have to be. But I appreciate it.
1: Oh, this is my good side. I feel like this is like the beginning scene of Tar. I didn't. You see know that. what I mean? I didn't see Tar. Okay. Well, one of us is gonna get canceled, and one of us is gonna lose our minds.
0: <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Place it's, your bets. It's both
1: already happened. Yeah. So. Hey. Yeah.
0: This is weird.
1: This is weird. This is our first live situation yes. that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, hey. oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So
0: Yeah, we're in like a super casual fake penthouse suite. It's great.
1: I think this is a real penthouse suite. This but is like a pe- the people fake part of
0: it. Rent this room for like purposes. We're you we're, we're
1: usually in her apartment or on Zoom, I know. so this is
0: and like my initial my initial thought is like we're wearing shoes as we record. We I never know. wear shoes. I know, exactly. <laughs> we're in my living room.
1: This is an upgrade. Yeah, it is. Right?
0: Our podcast is called Smell You Later. It is about all things scent and smell related because we're freaks who love to smell things.
1: And When we started, I was like, every podcast has a tagline. We have to have a tagline. And Sable was like, no, we don't. So we don't. we don't have a tagline. And so people often call us a perfume podcast, yeah. which is not untrue. But it's so much more than that. I think it's just
0: that. like the alliteration. Yeah, but, but um, we do talk a lot about perfume, you, and we talk a lot about other smell-oriented and olfactory it's, stuff. It's
1: it's smell as wide as a, as a net as you can throw is yeah. what we do. Yeah. Uh, body products, deodorant, mm-hmm. dish soap, but it's also like the chemistry of it, the regulatory of it, marketing, and also just like experience, like memory, like all it, like yeah. all of it.
0: I think one of our most popular or most listened to episodes is about the smell of death, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where yeah. we interviewed a neuroscientist who like literally studied the smell of death like as the human body decays which was so interesting yeah
1: it's wild You're that
0: f- was our halloween special <laughs> it was great
1: and the guy the guy our guest was in a rocking chair and you could, you could hear this like creaking rocking chair yeah. through his mic it was like very yeah. um it set the scene really spooky.
0: well yeah
1: so we say it's your, your favorite podcast about scent and smell because yeah. but it's really like it's, it's evolving into like podcast yeah sentence it, it, now it's like scent smell tax evasion and our ex-boyfriends you know what I mean it's just like wherever we want to go I
0: know we go off book a lot as we will probably do here as well yeah I always tell people like if you like podcasts where it's just two people talking shit about people you don't know like that's our podcast and
1: things and (laughs) And like things yeah I mean and then you'll
0: learn like maybe like two facts
1: it's like (laughs) okay we have to introduce ourselves we do we do we do sorry see
0: we're going off book yeah you go first. <laughs> okay, my name is Sable Young. I am a beauty writer, and I also write other things not about beauty. I was a beauty editor for a few years at Allure. I've been writing for like 10 years, which is how I know Tynan. We both got our start writing for this website, ExoBane. Well, it was like the beauty sister side of ExoJane, which more people are familiar with. It was very much like a show your ass for content purposes yeah. but uh we're both obsessed with fragrance that's like the thing we kind of like connected on and Tynan's written for me a lot when i was at allure he's written an award-winning fragrance piece no big deal and i don't know i think it was okay so i thought of this podcast idea as a joke wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what
1: Gone. <on>. okay wait <laughs>
0: Just because I thought the name Smell You Later was funny. And then I was like, wouldn't it be funny if there's a podcast about smell called Smell You Later? And then Tynan was like, no. (laughs) And I was like, but will you do it with me? And he was like, no. And then several months went by where I kept bringing it up because I'm annoying. And then finally he was like, okay. And then this was like March 2020. We all know what happened that month we were set to do this in a studio this podcast studio thing they were like yeah we'd love to have you in our roster and then the world shut down and we were like shit and then september 2020 is when we started because
1: we started that summer but we launched in september yeah
0: basically i just googled like how do podcasts happen like how do i podcast and like apparently it's easy so yeah (laughs) like they sell kits on amazon like literally any any we didn't
1: buy an amazon kit to be clear we did
0: so we got the equipment we got on the mic Mm -hmm. We just kind of did it for ourselves mostly as like a creative hobby and Then it took off and then we're like, fuck, now we have to keep doing this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sable also has a major book deal. I don't know if you're going to like leave that out of the that equation.
0: not scent related. But thank you it's for beauty the related Jason and I'm,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tynan. I am a beauty writer like Sable. I've been doing this for over 10 years. She was my editor at Allure, as she said. I also am a beauty copywriter. I work for a luxury lifestyle brand on their creative team. I have a bunch of I guess all fragrance clients right now. So oh, basically, okay. like, our lives, I don't know, like, revolve around Wait, beauty and fragrance. can you talk
0: about some of the fragrance you've done copy for?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's a lot of the brands that you see in, like, Ulta and Sephora. Some NBD. of, like, the cooler. But NBD. I yeah you know. i mean whatever <laughs> um i launched the be like fragrance like work for paris hilton some of those are like the f- more fun ones mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know it's just like our whole lives sort of not revolve around beauty but it's what we do I you mean, know what i mean no yeah i mean starting this podcast with her is like personally the best decision i've ever made because like i get to i see my best friend once a week at I least and like down. yeah and <laughs> like she said she had this idea and i was like i'm not doing that and then we kept joking about it and then Every time we joked about it, we like talked about it a little more, yeah, you know, and I was by yeah, by early 2020, I was like, we're doing this, aren't we?" And mm-hmm. she' was like, "Yes, so I am happy that we launched in the pandemic. I mean, I'm happy that we launched without the network that we were going to launch with because yeah. we truly do this all ourselves every yeah. week, and it's a lot of work, but it's yeah it's,
0: we do all our own editing and not editing, and
1: we own it, production. and when you're a control freak like me, that's like the best way, so yeah, yeah I
0: don't know, <laughs> yeah been fun um we interview people in the fragrance industry perfumers people in like the corporate areas departments or people who are just like very scent adjacent i think a cool guest we had was Lauren Tamaki, who yes. she was like a, por- a former like perfume counter girl in the mall. I don't know like how old you guys are, but like I grew up in mall culture, so you would always have to enter the mall through the department store, always on the beauty floor, and people would just like accost you with like smells. So I was like, as annoyed as we are by that, like what is there? it's like being like turned down all the time by people every day as a job. So that was a really fun episode. So we are meant to talk about our scent philosophies and what got us into scent.
1: Wait, Sable. What? What do you smell like today?
0: Oh, we're doing that. Okay, so we start off every episode by asking each other what we smell like today. And today I smell like Acro Inc., which I have worn before many times. So Acro is a French fragrance brand by this one perfumer who's like, he's like the LeBron James of scent, like the MVP. I
1: don't know who that is, but... (laughs)
0: great neither do i (laughs) the name came out of my mouth and i was like yeah that's right okay yeah he's like the dude who's made mugler angel he made ysl black opium he's made a lot of shit but he made a line called acro that's basically based on vices and there's seven scents each based on a vice i'm wearing ink and ink is meant to be the scent of tattoo ink so it's very leathery and metallic there's like kind of like a gunmetal element to it we always disagree about what this smells like because I'm like it's woody and leather and you're like it's cold and metal
1: it is
0: (laughs) yeah so Tynan always thinks it's metallic I always think it's like nice and warm and woody but either way I don't know I'm wearing this this outfit and I was like this looks like an ink outfit so like that's where that's what I went with
1: it's also fun to like do this show with another person because it just shows how two people can interpret the same exact scent very yeah, differently and I sure. think we're coloring it with our like experiences and, and our preconceived notions of like maybe what ink would be, yeah. but also the same scents pull really differently on me oh and Sable, God, yeah. which is really funny.
0: Everything smells sweet on Tynan and it smells sour on me.
1: Yeah, everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also the irony being like, I don't have tattoos and like you do but I'm like, I'm like this smells like tattoo ink and I'm like, I've never smelled that before in my
1: life
0: <laughs> I have no idea what that's like but if it smelled like this, that'd be great. right? Tynan, what do you smell like today?
1: So I smell like Cloud by Ariana Grande. <laughs> of course. And before any of you get slick, um, <laughs> we talk about celebrity fragrances on the show quite a bit just because I think they're funny and they're a part of the culture, but also they can be. Very good, depending on who has developed them. You know, yes. I, we have to remember that whether we're buying like a YSL Black Opium or, you know, anything from a department store counter or a celebrity sense, it's all made by the same people. And there are like. Yeah,
0: there's like four conglomerates.
1: When, when it comes to celebrity, I would say like maybe two. Oh, shit.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's tight. So it's all the same shit. But Cloud came out in 2018. Sure. And it just like fully changed the game for me. I don't know. I love sweet scents i love gourmands i love things that are a little weird and ariana grande had like a couple of scents before and they were all fine but i smelled this one and i was like what's going on (laughs) it
0: is it is different than a lot of celebrity scents
1: it's when i first smelled it
0: i was like huh that's interesting it wasn't like a just like a cloud of like sweetness exactly you didn't just smell like a baked good exactly which is what like a lot of celebrity scents tend to veer that way Mm -hmm. And like saccharin, it's
1: like red berries and anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um But no, cloud is. It's very airy. It's very creamy. I always say my friends make fun of me because I say it always smells like charged air, but it does.
0: You use the term ozonic, ozonic, which I thought was very as well. accurate. It
1: just like it does smell like a cloud. Yeah. That's made of like a marshmallow. Yeah. It's really good. Wait, and are
0: I, clouds not made of marshmallows? I don't
1: know. No. <laughs> But in my, like, I don't know, five years of talking about it, I have moved so many units of this oh perfume God. that I should get some Jesus sort of kickback, right? Right?
0: We should get commission for that shit. We should, we should. Ariana. DM our good friend, Ariana. <laughs> What's good? Anyway. Yeah. So, how did you first get into fragrance? What was your... Your formative experiences with scent that made you obsessed with fragrance. I love that
1: we're like interviewing each other right I now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, my whole life has just been this like gigantic, unending quest to become my mom. <laughs> and uh, she, when I was growing up, she would always have, she would always wear perfume. And she would change it up like every once in a while, every couple years. But I don't know, that was like the one thing. I Was always really obsessed with beauty, also, and like watching her get ready and everything, and just sort of become this businesswoman. And she wouldn't wear a lot of makeup, but you know, it's just like the ritual of getting ready, like makeup and perfume, whatever. And now look at me. But (laughs) yeah, I guess growing up, I didn't know that beauty was an option for me. You know what I mean? I didn't know that like all of this Mm -hmm. was going to be my entire career and life. But I, I, before I started messing around with perfume, I'm sorry, makeup perfume was the the entryway of yeah. like I want to have this connection as well mm-hmm. and so it's like as soon as I started like working got my little workers permit I, I would spend money on fragrance and yeah I don't know it's just it's always been a part of my life because it's a part of hers now it's <laughs> become my job yeah. because I tend to like obsess about things and then monetize them but um yeah <laughs> it's, it's the American way yeah I, I just think that's like my simple answer I mean obviously yeah. I, I love perfume yada yada but it's it, that's how it started you know cool. what about you
0: um, I also, I I believe my mom was a big influence on, like, my, I also was never allowed to wear makeup or, like, do anything to my head or body cosmetically until I was, like, literally, like, 16 or 18. So, for me, it was, like, a forbidden fruit, which is why I look like this now and have, like, silly hair. Same. And I'm, like, in my mid-30s, so, <laughs> like do you ma <laughs> but she always wore tresor Lancome tresor mm. Calvin Klein escape Okay. and yeah those were like her main two and I actually remember spilling a bottle of tresor on her Holy counter shit. I got in so much trouble um, also because it just like fucked up the wood of the dresser Ooh, sorry mom but in junior high set the scene it was like 2000, 2000 the year 2000 junior high I'd go to the mall with my friends because that was like the only place you could go, other than like a friend's house, to like walk around and feel like an adult. And we would always beeline for Bath and Body Works. Yes. <laughs> and every I don't know. I feel like this was like the the Spice Girls era of like which girl are you? So everyone had to have like their own scent, and like you couldn't overlap. And we all fought over warm vanilla sugar. <laughs> which we have in store maybe yes we all fought over that scent and I mean Bath and Body Works the price point was like at the time thinking like the dollar what was the dollar back in 2000 where it was like less than $10 for like a fucking body splash thing and you could stash it in your locker at school and I just remember like just walking through the halls at school and all these girls would just be fucking drowsing themselves in like Juniper Breeze and like Frisia and like sunripe and raspberry. And when you got to that warm vanilla sugar cloud, it was like, ah.
1: It was truly like the which I'm spice girl are you? Yeah. I'm the girl. Yeah. Because there's truly like a sweet pea girl. Oh, yeah. There's a uh, mm-hmm. and raspberry cucumber girl. Cucumber melon girl. Oh, cucumber melon girl, please. Yeah. It's funny you bring up Bath and Body Works because yeah. this might shock you, but like, I'm gay. And <laughs> uh, I, I big reveal yeah huge reveal um I've talked about this with you before both on and off the mic but like I think fragrance was also my like secret way when I was that age and younger Mm -hmm. into like exploring that side of me that you know
0: personal expression
1: yeah yeah yeah. and it was you know cause sense invisible and I was also a warm vanilla sugar girl I knew it you know but like (laughs) I you couldn't, I couldn't own that openly in, in, right. in middle school because it would have got the shit kicked out of me. So yeah. it's, you, you know.
0: I still got the shit kicked out of me. Right?
1: all same. <laughs> but it's like, they could they could smell it, but as long as they couldn't see it and didn't know right, what it was, right, it was right. like safe. But it's, it's like, it was like my own little secret. It's yeah. like, ooh. Because like, I've always been war- uh, drawn to sweeter, warmer, yeah. perhaps more feminine sense. We have sense. of those, by yeah. the way. I
0: can pass out.
1: So I don't know. I just yeah, think yeah. like. That's, I mean, scent goes so many ways for so many people. So, like, what yeah. about, what's your, I think you and I, I think this works because we have always written about scent in similar ways. We've taken a similar approach to the way that we write about it. So, yes. like, how do you approach that?
0: See, like, okay, the big thing about fragrance that I, I think everybody finds very confusing is that like, when you think of perfume, you think of, like, these, like, really sexy ads where it's just, like you know, Brad Pitt monologuing in black and white, and you're like, what the fuck are you saying, Brad? Like, what does that have to do with Chanel Number 5? It has nothing to do with Chanel Number 5, and I think they're trying to sell you on this lifestyle of like rich and sexy and rich and desirable, but that doesn't really translate to, I think, most consumers. And I think what does, at least for me, what connects me to scent is the memories and the experiences, like, When I think of a very, very impactful scent, I think of the smell of motor oil because my dad's a mechanic. So I grew up probably inhaling things I shouldn't be (laughs) because he would like come home kind of like smelling like gasoline and like car oil. And that's like a very nostalgic scent for me. And like you have a similar experience because your dad owned a bike shop, but then like other people would be like, oh, I have a totally different association with that smell. But the few things we have in common, I think it's a very strong link for people I always love to kind of focus on the connective links of fragrance yeah yeah I mean fragrance is an obvious one because they're usually very singular and like recognizable but like I don't know when I think of like the smell of the beach that's always really nostalgic for me I grew up on Long Island I would go camping in Montauk every summer Mm -hmm. so like the beach is always like a really nice smell to me yeah and I don't mean like artistic interpretation of the beach I, I mean like the smell of like salt yeah like salt water it's like almost like a little bit like vomity.
1: yeah the beach is gross yeah it's
0: kind of like not a great smell but like to me it's so nostalgic that like i love that
1: yeah, you are very illustrative with the way that you talk. Yeah. Sable doesn't give a shit about what's in the scent, like no. the notes and everything. She will you tell you like- what it looks and feels like. But yeah. it's funny because before the pandemic, no one wanted to run any fragrance content online, yeah. period. Because they told us it like didn't get clicks and whatever, yeah. and like, fine. But Sable, thank God, was would always run my fragrance stuff. And she has been writing my fragrance as long as I have as well. And... You know, no one gives you the vocabulary for fragrance nope. like they do for beauty or skincare, especially with, like, growing up, you know, in the YouTube culture or even before that. Like, it's people telling you how to do your makeup or contour. Like, what the fuck hyaluronic acid means and does? You know, we all have that, like, little baseline knowledge mm-hmm. of all of this, even if you have a modicum of interest in beauty. But fragrance, I feel like the language is very gatekeepy. It's,
0: like, very opaque. And
1: very, sure. yeah. And, like... I can tell you. Even
0: the terminology doesn't fucking make sense. Exactly.
1: It's like I can tell you what notes are in a fragrance, but like, do you know what they mean? And and yeah. do I know what it means? Well, and like, it's like I'm never going to say anything one without explaining yeah. it. But you know, I can tell you that like rose, patchouli, and vanilla aren't are, are in a fragrance. Fine, but like, what does it mean? Like, what does it make you feel? What does it look like? You know? Yeah. And I feel like, well, you and like I like saying I saying,
0: I forget who said this, but trying to like tell somebody what a fragrance smells like by just listing the notes is like trying to tell somebody what a painting looks like just by saying what colors are in it so it's like yeah there's like a little green there and i still don't have any fucking clue what this looks like (laughs) but like cool i love green
1: (laughs) yeah so i don't know like i feel like it makes sense for us to do this together yeah because we have very i don't want to say we do like do it the same way because we don't but we have very complimentary styles of like our approach to how we want to approach this really yeah yeah
0: i also think a lot of people just like smelling good and that's like just a form of expression that doesn't get due attention for how much impact it has I think and it always like confused me I'm like why don't we talk about this it's such a big deal to everybody especially like in America people are obsessed with smell especially like things smelling clean or like solitary
1: obsessed with smell and obsessed with not smelling
0: yes exactly obsessed with not smelling (laughs)
1: don't point at me (laughs) Um, how do you think the pandemic changed the way that we approach smell in general
0: I think we're just more mindful of it especially because like the whole thing with COVID was losing your sense of smell yeah. so that there's that and I don't know I'm sure many people will agree with me but like I I love to eat and when you can't smell you can't taste because like 70% of taste is just like a smell it's the the volatile organic compounds that come from like the aroma of food that goes up to your nose that tells you what it smells like other than that you only get like four kind of dull baseline of like sweet salty spicy bitter and then other than that you can't smell like you can't taste textures and like nuances also i got asthma after getting covid thanks a lot so (laughs) i have issues with this
1: speaking of volatile some of these scents might be very triggering to you i'm gonna warn you so we'll get to those in a second also i think not to like harp on the pandemic but we were all trapped in our houses for so long and it really like fragrance boomed during and after the pandemic the only like beauty did fine but fragrance skyrocketed and sales of body products candles perfumes because we one couldn't spend any money doing anything else if we were still making any money and two couldn't leave our house so we wanted the house to smell good um and now if you look at like just in these past three years we have so many more direct to consumer fragrance brands because we all are now obsessed with fragrance you know
0: yeah i also think that for a long time people had an idea of fragrance where it's only for special occasions but it also is a source of like great personal joy i think for everybody yeah. and it is you know it's not cheap it's a luxury item exactly. so like people probably feel like they need to conserve it or like only wear it for special occasions but the truth is like you enjoying it is the point. And like people around you enjoying it, like everyone can smell you yeah. from like the UPS guy to like your work colleagues. So, yeah, every day is a I special know.
1: occasion. I love getting you a get random a new job. smell
0: compliment from like some yeah. luck. Yeah, Like my neighbor, I was like walking down the stairs of my apartment <laughs> building <laughs> And, like, you know, like, you walk, you leave, like, the apartment building with your neighbors. So you're, like, awkwardly kind of, like, going the same way together. And then he goes, like, your perfume smells amazing. Sorry, not in a creepy way. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, thanks, man. I don't know your name, but, like, thank you.
1: <laughs> okay, so I see some blotters.
0: I see some blotters.
1: And yeah. we have, I don't this know the, what's being passed which, out yeah, where. Which one is this one? But.
0: Okay. Some of you might be familiar with this.
1: Yes. We have three yes. scents that we thought were a good like mix of things that we have very personal connections with and also yeah. y'all probably will too. Yeah. Do they all have the same one right now? No, they have two. Okay. okay. I don't know if we know what it is. I don't know if they know what it is though, so that's fine.
0: It's a fun guessing game.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they pass out first. Fierce. Oh, okay. okay. So know. the first fragrance I think I brought up because It is
0: seared into my brain.
1: It is deeply triggering for anyone who, middle school, high school, elementary school, in the (laughs) 90s-ish, yeah, anyone who's ever met, like, a teenage boy, (laughs) I'm guessing that people in this audience recognize it, right? Yes. Okay. What
0: does it smell like to you?
1: Yeah, what does it smell like to you? Axe. It was, like, the precursor to Axe, right? Yeah. Is it Uh, it's, it's Fierce by Abercrombie & Fitch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And fitch uh huh and i am (laughs) sorry.
0: We're sorry to do it, you, but now you get it. See, this, to me, this is the smell of me feeling like a stupid little misfit and, like, not being able to afford the clothes at the mall, because my mom was like, I'm not fucking paying $80 for a dumbass polo shirt. And she was right. Yeah. She was completely right, and I'm like, thank you for that. But like they, I think Abercrombie was one of the first brands to scent market in such an aggressive way. And
1: aggressive is <laughs> the word. Truly
0: aggressive. And um, I remember interviewing one of the perfumers who created the scent. This very enigmatic Frenchman, Christophe Laudmiel. and he was saying that the way they market tested the scent, they had a couple contenders, and they went out to the n- the nightclubs in the Meatpacking District at three in the morning when they were like people were leaving and they were like plastered. And they gave them two options, and they were like, which scent would you wear to get laid, or which scent would you, like, if someone was wearing it, like, would you have sex with them? And that's how they picked a Fierce.
1: Me being like any of them. Um, (laughs) Also, this scent to me is just like me in middle school being like, oh my god, boys. You know what I mean? Like,
0: (laughs) Yes, but also I'm afraid.
1: Like, excited but terrified (laughs) for like a million reasons.
0: Yeah, I'm like horny and afraid.
1: Exactly. Also, (laughs) we didn't know this until we started the show. Abercrombie and Fitch Fierce. Is also available in Bath and Body Works under the name Mahogany Teakwood. Yeah, don't. No one can sue us for saying that. I'm lying.
0: Legally speaking, Um, for legal reasons, that is a joke. For
1: legal reasons, (laughs) that's a lie. But yeah. So, but like different context though.
0: Different context. Because out of
1: a out of a candle, it's not as aggressive and like scary vibes Mm -hmm. as it is being like pumped out of an Abercrombie and Fitch or worse, like on a boy. You know. But I also can't imagine burning that in my house.
0: That's what like the boys would douse on themselves after gym class.
1: And you know, and douse it. That's like, the thing.
0: It's like nobody who wears fears can wear just a little bit. Like they have to problematically douse themselves, it. <laughs> and that's how you know.
1: Every time I'm like out in the world, and <laughs> if any of you wear this, I, I celebrate you. Um, but every time I wear that or, or am like running around and I, and I smell that on someone, I'm like still.
0: We're still doing you, this. You know what I
1: mean. Like no, I damn. feel you. I feel
0: you. Like every time I smell like Sauvage, I think that.
1: Oh, we're not getting into Sauvage.
0: Okay. Okay. We're not. Okay.
1: <laughs> Everyone's ex-boyfriend smells like Sauvage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's we can't talk
1: lot. shit about that. It's too current. Some people might be wearing it. <laughs> um, well, we have two more floating around.
0: Yeah. One of my big like perfume TM scents is Mugler Angel, which is like a huge, huge best-selling hit in the '90s same guy who did acro, mm-hmm. Olivier Cresp. Angel was one of the first gourmands.
1: It's like recognized as the first gourmand, which okay. I can't be like true. Yeah,
0: I'm like, I feel like that's, I'll give it to you, but also.
1: There is so. But I like
0: the way you describe it.
1: Well, yes, we're getting there. <laughs> Angel is a funny one because there are just so many notes in it. I mean, think of think of just like any object, and it's probably an angel. It's It's like like tons of fruits, tons of berries, tons of florals. There is vanilla. There's chocolate. There's cotton candy. Everything is in it. Yes, yes. Angel is the type of fragrance that we call a shit on shit fragrance (laughs) because it is truly just like a hat on a hat. Like (laughs) they just. They just like kept going.
0: I love hat on a hat. (laughs) Yeah, they just kept going.
1: You can't miss it. It's very, it's it's very polarizing. Very polarizing. People either
0: love it or they're just like. I think it's beautiful. It's gorgeous after thirty minutes
1: yeah that's fair and you also have to like you have to have worn it once to wear it right and I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do anything but like there's a wrong way to wear Angel <laughs> you know what I mean because <laughs> my best friend was visiting New York and I have it displayed out on this little perfume tray that of course I have and he was like oh it's Angel it's so pretty and just doused himself yeah. in it and I was like I amateur spend- move bro I have to spend the rest of the day with you right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, it'll chase you around. It'll chase you around. Yeah. Do, do
1: you guys know Angel. It, it's it'll familiar. follow you to the grave. Yeah. <laughs> what does it smell like to everyone? College. College? Really? What college did you go to? An old roommate
0: wore it, but two of them a lot fancier. That is a pretty fancy smell for a roommate. Yeah. yeah. I had a roommate who, who doused herself in Dior hypnotic poison. Oh. And now whenever I smell it, I just think of like all of the little petty little things. I'm just like little... Can someone wash your dishes, please? Like <laughs> fucking post-it notes like that. Did someone eat my last egg? <laughs> no. I don't want your dumb egg.
1: I just love like I love people. You know how there's like a kind of person who wears Angel. Yeah. I just love people who wear Angel because they love to party. Like they
0: do. People who wear Angel definitely do cocaine.
1: It's like oh yeah, yeah. it's like it's like that. It, you know who wore Angel is like the girl on Sex and the City who fell out a window and died. Yeah. <laughs> she was absolutely. New York is over. Yeah.
0: I was like, the people who were injured was like the dude who offers you like a bump of cocaine and like the boom boomer. Boom.
1: No, absolutely. It's LeBain, for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: don't take it. Don't accept that. Yeah, we're. It's definitely laced with something iffy. We're,
1: we're a drug free podcast, except yeah. you last week.
0: Nothing up the nose, that's my rule. I don't, the snorting, I don't like it. It's not sexy. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> this happens a lot. This does Our happen. Our like, we need to not.
1: There's sometimes like, do you want to talk about fragrance or not? (laughs) Like, we have a third one going around. Yeah. It's my personal favorite of the three. And joke's on you, you're all now warm vanilla sugar girls just like us. We couldn't do this without like the scent Mm -hmm. of the 90s and early 2000s. You know what I mean?
0: That was it. That was the one that
1: was, yeah. It all went back to vanilla sugar. Look at you now. Yeah. (laughs) And look at us now. Yeah. You guys have to have. Memories of warm vanilla sugar I'm not the only one Right What does it smell like to you? Sixth grade hand sanitizer Yes Oh yeah Oh with the beads right? The little Yeah Those yeah. little boba beads they're, Now they're all in the ocean
0: Yeah We're all eating them In the fish now
1: No honestly I don't know There's like, something It's such a nothing fragrance You know what I mean? It smells like sugar In a cardboard box
0: I agree Cause
1: there's a I sandalwood agree. note In it That's yeah. like really dusty But I love it
0: I love dusty I'd wear it today
1: I like that We had Bath & Body Works on pretty early in our podcast lifespan. They were one of, surprisingly, a good guest. Not surprisingly, but, like, with bigger brands like that, you never know, like, what you're going to get. Especially, like, if it's... A department store fragrance brand or whatever there's so much red tape to get through you have to talk to PR you have to talk to legal like of course none of which we're interested in doing so we all let them handle it but Bath & Body Works came on and we're really like down to clown they which were. was lovely they got it it's yeah great. they did we're, get it we're
0: very silly so a lot of corporate-ish guess what do we like yeah like they want to be like prepped and briefed on everything which and we're is like we want to talk about smells
1: right that's which it. is <laughs> fine like we're professionals and we always send sample questions blah 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 but it's like i don't want to ever call us irreverent because that's like so tired but I don't it's know not well it's like we're not NPR. you know what i mean no. it's like we're gonna talk to you how we talk to each other exactly. and i think that's that's how it should be i don't know yeah. but yeah not every brand is like down yeah. um but but I just thought of this. Oh, what God. is
0: your most triggering scent?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I know what it is, but it's not this. Should we talk about "Sagratius Magnifique? I'm whispering into a microphone. Do it. Okay, wait. Let me talk about my, my, my most triggering scent is Dior Sauvage. <laughs> it came out in 2015, and I got it. I made the amateur mistake of giving a boyfriend a a fragrance and it was one of like those relationships you know what I mean it was like pretty long and it was great yada until like it Dissolved in front of my eyes. I would not have given this man this fragrance if I knew in five years that like every man Whoa. in the world was going to be wearing it because yeah. it's one of those things where like 18, 19 happened and I was like, every man is now has Dior Sauvage. Like, what is going on? So it's like not bad triggering. It's just like, oh, again. Um, but it's everywhere. So like, I guess it I clowned myself with that one. Yeah. What is yours? Um, so- oh, I know what it is. Yeah. You're gonna.
0: like tapping right here. Okay, so it's similar to you. I also gave a man a scent and I don't regret this because I love giving people scents. I love connecting people to smells that they love. Also, you know side note as beauty editors and writers We get sent so much shit like so much shit that like we cannot I, I have one body I have one head and one face. I cannot wear all the shit but
1: multiple personality. Multiple
0: person- <laughs> yes so luckily we have a lot of access to fragrance so i will often gift things away to friends if they like them or if i know i'm not gonna wear them and there was one scent which god it smells just like sun scorched dust bowl era (laughs) tar cowboy boots leather like snake hide Uh it's like an like sexy scent
1: it's like a cartoon cowboy cowboy yeah exactly
0: yeah very much my shit which now i'm like in real time realizing i'm like is that the kind of man i'm attracted to but <laughs> anyway i gave it to an ex-boyfriend it smelled so good on him like in particular like i've smelled it on other people. It just smelled like incredible something about, like his skin chemistry just radiated warmth and he would always say too he he worked at a bar and he was like every time i wear this like everyone is like oh my god you smell amazing and i'm like well you do and then after that we dated for you know to it's hard to say the timeline because we were on and off for a bit but like every time i would smell that i would just like get like that like trigger of like him
1: yeah right
0: right (laughs) in like a good way and a sad way and like a nostalgic way so it's like there's a lot of emotions wrapped up in that scent
1: and it was too powerful it Um, was too powerful abolish men Uh, (laughs) are are we supposed to yeah should we take questions you want to talk about a fragrance that smells like semen
0: Let's talk about a fragrance as well as human Let's take a qu-
1: word. That's going to take too long. Do y'all have questions?
0: Shoot. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, you know, as we grow in our understanding of art or fashion or wine, that there are things we look back on and we sort of cringe that we liked something. Does that have a really uh, yes. sense for you? Completely. When I think of all like the, the scents that I thought were like super sexy when I was like 15, I'm like, <laughs> like now. Victoria's Secret. I know the secret is not that great.
1: <laughs> I've always had impeccable taste, so I don't look back. No, no, no. I, uh, I still actually like everything that I've always liked. Yeah. I've always had this weird. You
0: have no regrets. Like,
1: I have no regrets. I'm, I have several. Um, yeah. No, I, but, but I do think, yeah. I mean, maybe not for me personally, but we all look back on what we wore or how we wore it. And maybe not regret, but, you know, you it's grow and you to, learn. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's funny
0: to be like, huh. I really thought that was something. Huh? I think
1: you have to just look back on yourself with like love and care. You yeah. know what I mean? Ideally. Ideally. Yeah. Not like a whole yeah, cringe. Totally. Totally. <laughs> what else? Anyone? Yeah. What's up? I have a, a podcast industry question. Cool. Oh, God. So, um,
0: I'm wondering um, if you know who your listeners are and how they find you. We were just asked this by an advertiser, and yeah. we <laughs> did not know. No, I'm kidding. No, we
1: know. we know. We
0: kind of know. Um, most are people who are interested in beauty. Um, that's like our circles, our realm, mostly. I
1: think that's how it started. That is how
0: it started. We do get a lot of like sweet DMs from people. Who were like, oh, I wasn't. I was like kind of tangentially into scent, and then like I found your podcast, and now I'm obsessed, and just rediscovering like all these scents I loved, and reconnecting. So that's like really
1: nice to hear. Yeah, I think the most gratifying part about doing the show is it is being received for the most part uh, exactly how we hoped it would be. It's again like with the DMs, like, you know, I don't, I don't even wear perfume. I don't, I don't, ca- I didn't yeah. think that I cared about scent, but you guys make it so fun, and now I'm, I'm thinking about, you know wearing sense, or, or I'm just thinking about the sense in my life, whether it's hand soap or detergent yeah. or whatever. I, I am experiencing things differently because of what you've brought to the table. And that is so cool to me. Yeah. But I guess to answer your question, we know who our listeners are like age demo-wise, and it's sort of across the board. Yeah um i just
0: call it the girls
1: it's the girls yeah um and how they find us yeah i mean there's also a lot of word of mouth a lot
0: of it is word of mouth we have like an instagram that we struggle to update every week (laughs) we have no marketing effort the
1: the podcast itself is a lot of work don't get us wrong but we don't give a shit about social media you know so if like if we get a grid post up per episode it's like yeah hallelujah
0: yeah but um, I feel like in our analytics, obviously, like the U.S. is our biggest, like North America. U.S. Mm. second biggest. It's Australia. Which Shout out, is out to me. Australia. I guess yeah. that's the best
1: we got. We're not. We're not numbers girls. No. We can't do math.
0: We're too pretty for math. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. We're post math. Okay.
0: Yeah. Any last takers? What's up? Um, my relationship with perfume has always been like, what's your signature scent? Mm. As
1: people who seem to like, you know, love scents what experience we had this baked Ugh. in, and we totally blew past it. We have, you have we have three, right? No. 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 We have one.
0: It's like, what's your favorite child? That's like, what it, well, like, also, like, this is obscene, but I, <laughs> Too
1: probably, unmarried. I probably
0: own about like seventy-five fragrances. Oh, you want more?
1: Than, you want more than that? Probably. probably you want twice that?
0: Yeah, but lately, I can say lately, probably my signature scent is Matier Premier Crystal Saffron, and. I've only had it for, like, since, like, August, so it's, like, it's pretty new, but I've just realized that anything that has, like, a noticeable saffron note in it, I'm immediately drawn to, and saffron is a spice, it's used in cooking, um, I don't know what else, perfume, apparently, but It's, it's a lot of perfume. In a lot of perfumes, it is really interesting. It's super multifaceted because it's spicy and warm and sweet, but it has this glassy kind of roundness to it that's like a little bouncy, which is what I love. I love things that are really warm and spicy. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm more drawn to traditionally what it would be considered like for men's cologne. But anything that's warm and spicy, like, I love it. But saffron, like... That's the shit that that hits. Also, every time I wear that shit, people stop me on the street, do 180s and be like, what are you wearing? You smell amazing. So that's like kind of always a nice feeling
1: (laughs) yeah i have three forgive me but i'll burn through them one is cloud what i already talked about it's just like it's the one intoxicated by killian is really lovely it's a it's a coffee scent and there's a lot grounding it so it's not it doesn't just smell like a cup of coffee but it's this beautiful warm sweet and it's gorgeous i don't know why more people don't know about it um it's a very horny scent it's a very all of killian's are so horny and then i think my favorite is called 1996 it's anyone listening to this when we posted something like like, shut up but it's by by Rado they just discontinued it so I'm livid but it's this warm plush suedey ambery sweet beautiful just it's enveloping and gorgeous and you actually just I discovered it discovered
0: it recently and to me it smells like when I think of lipstick, like vintage lipstick it has that iris it has
1: an iris smell. note in it yeah 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 it's like
0: that comforting powdery smell
1: yeah a lot of old makeup yeah. scents are pulled through into into fragrances yeah. today mm-hmm. and it definitely have it has like a little it smells bit like of the that.
0: inside of a really expensive handbag
1: of like Mary kate olsen's yeah. like teal balenciaga yes. yes yeah
0: one of her the row bucket bag that's right like six, right exactly <laughs> like. yeah in the back
1: do you have any recommendations for sampling strategies like because things smell different yeah. You can translate it different ways in your mind when something's written. Oh my gosh, yeah. Totally that's a good question. Yeah.
0: I think you have that's a better an answer than I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, most brands do offer samples. You can order them in kits, like discovery sets are always really fun. Standard size is like two MLs, but like you can get like a week's wear out of two Even out more. of like a two yeah. ML vibe. Yeah, yeah. But I recently discovered a decant site. Uh, there's many around. The one I discovered was called Sense Split. And they have a lot of niche artisanal brands that like you wouldn't necessarily find in a department store. And you can order like depending on size of like two ML, five ML, ten ML, and they're different price points. So That's a really great way to like build a collection without like dropping two hundred dollars like on a full bottle of perfume that you might not finish.
1: Yeah, and what you're you know, the the, the amount that you're paying, eight yeah. to twelve dollars on of, like, a luxury, expensive perfume mm-hmm. it's going to last you a long time. It does. So that's great. And, yeah, I mean, people also don't really realize that most places will make you a sample if you're also in-store. That. Yeah. Um, if you, like, go
0: to Sephora, like, they will mold
1: anything. Yeah. And they have to. No, right. <laughs> and, like, places, I mean, Brooklyn and New York have ton of brick and mortars. Yeah. And they're pretty good about if you really want to smell something, yeah. they'll give you a little vial or make one for you. It's yeah, also you're just, just, gonna like,
0: talking to people. At that's
1: how you get the free shit. That's how believe. you get the free
0: shit. Yeah. Be nice to retail people.
1: Well, I think that's it for us. But this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for having us. You guys are so fun.
0: Yeah, thanks so much.